if you are receiving this, that's awesome. A couple of cows were smoking weed and playing poker. Oh, really? The stakes were high. Most deaf. Yeah. Say, what do you call someone with no body or no nose? Nobody knows. That's very perceptive, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I have a condition where I feels the need to steal library books. You should probably get that checked out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, what do you get when you cross a dog and a calculator? I don't know. A friend you can count on. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox, a podcast with multiple personalities, but only one host. My name is Kyle Hebert. Right now, it's kind of a bad time to be a Fire Emblem fan. If you pre-ordered the Divine Edition of that latest game, Engage, from GameStop anyway, they weren't able to fulfill all the orders. And I know of at least one fellow voice actor who pre-ordered the special edition. It's even on his packing slip, but they shipped him the regular edition. Now, of course, you could just go to eBay and uh, feed the vultures. Pardon me. Huh? Would you have any gray poupon? Ah, yes. Asmer, the commercial catchphrase and movie-quoting alien. Here's Johnny. Ah, yeah. Anyway, I've voiced on several Fire Emblem games, but not this new one. But I do know the frustration firsthand when stores bite off more than they can chew when it comes to pre-order availability. I've been more of a digital download kind of guy for years because it's just too darn convenient to just click a few buttons on your console instead of schlepping to your local game store or big retail chain, standing in line for hours and hoping for the best. That and I'm getting old. He's not the years, honey. He's the mileage. <sighs> you said it, Asmer. Ch-ch-ch-chia. Maybe a bad time for Fire Emblem gamers, but it's a simultaneously a good time for Switch or Xbox fans, Nostalgia Bomb has been dropped. GoldenEye is finally available. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Right. Uh, let's shout out to this week's Sat Cats, <coughs> a.k.a. listeners who spat some sats this week to support this show via customizable microtransactions within a Podcasting 2.0 app, all linked on newpodcastapps.com. Might I suggest Fountain, the free podcast player from fountain.fm you can use your debit or credit card and fund that podcast wallet and then take that wallet and set it to any tiny or large amount whatever you want in app as you listen to this and other value for value enabled podcasts you can also send a custom message as well it's called a boostagram boost so let's see who boosted this week got an anonymous donation ten thousand sats simply says support the show Thank you. Saints and Sats gave 1,777 sats and says Fridays just weren't the same without the show. Aw, thank you. Yeah, I took a a few weeks off in in December and uh, the first week of January or maybe two weeks. But anyway, I think I'm back in the groove now. Joel W. gave 1,111 sats as welcome back and happy new year. Right back at you, Joel. Jim Seifert said boosted, clipped, shared. Happy new year. Looking forward to the new shows. Thank you, Jim, for the 533 sats. Only an OK Show gave 500 sats and says beard power. Top WK1 gave 500 sats and says welcome back. Missed my weekly dad jokes. OK with the new intro, but like the old one I've heard for over 80 episodes. I'll give it time. Actually, it wasn't 80 episodes. I think the first uh, the first good chunk. I did have a different intro in the beginning. But yeah, you guys chime in. If you want the old intro back, I'll bring it back. <laughs> The question of the week. You got a tattoo that you regret? 
Peter Smith says, I spent a grand on a highly detailed Klingon bird of prey. The artist left no detail overlooked. And he gave me a picture of his forearm with nothing on it. I see what you did there, dude. Fellow voice actor Joe Thomas said, That Cthulhu one I never got on my back. Whoa. Kyla Morrow says, Kingdom Hearts anklet. My ex completely ruined the series for me. Oh, that sucks. Nimbus says, I have a four-star ball on my lower back, and it's absolutely hideous. It looks more like a square with four red triangular shapes. It was my first tattoo done by a friend, not a professional, and I learned my lesson. Bada-bop-boom, pow. No question. It's had lots of false starts and many different actors and directors attached through the years, but now it looks like Disney is yet again moving forward with Tron 3. A start date listed as August of this year, according to Deadline.com, with Jared Leto set to star. Director Joaquin Ronning behind the camera. He did the Maleficent sequel and the Pirates of the Caribbean sequel, Dead Man Tale No Tales. Uh, anybody else's excitement suddenly dim? I've always had a special place in my heart for Tron. I saw the original in the theater as a kid in the early 80s, and I absolutely love Tron Legacy, too, even with its wonky, uncanny Valley Jeff Bridges. And Jared Leto has way more hits than misses, but in the past few years, he is not well regarded in geek circles with his take on the Joker and most recently Morbius. Tron 3 is titled Tron Ares, A-R-E-S. And I gotta say, I am super hesitantly curious. Does this have a shot at being actually good? Boost your reply with the Podcasting 2.0 app. That way, you're also supporting the show. Or at BoomboxPod on Twitter. Justin Roiland, the co-creator and voice of Rick and Morty, finds himself out of a job this past week. He was dumped by Adult Swim due to some very serious charges of domestic violence. Hulu also gave him the pink slip on his latest show, Solar Opposites. Royland's troubles began in May of 2020, an actual felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit involving an unnamed woman he was dating at the time. Adult Swim not only announced they are cutting ties with Royland, but that season seven of Rick and Morty is forging ahead. So with that news, all I can think is there's a gazillion voice actors right now polishing the Rick and Morty impressions. I'm not one of them. So good luck. A project that's been in the works since 2015 is still in development. One that you wouldn't likely imagine. It's a reboot of the classic comedy series, The Naked Gun. Oh, oh hi, Drew. Drew Grime, everybody. Yeah. He's a true crime podcaster without a podcast hey. who definitely doesn't investigate true crime. That is not true. Oh, yeah. But two negatives make a positive. Uh-huh. Therefore, I win the internet. Sure. A reboot. Hey, yeah. There are many mysteries that remain unsolved about this motion picture trilogy about a nude weapon. The only question I can think of is why do it? Why, indeed. Why remake something that today's generation is probably not even aware of, that no one's asking for? And who would be brave enough to fill the shoes of the late, great Leslie Nielsen? Well, according to Collider, Liam Neeson. Ah, because his name sounds like Leslie Nielsen. What are you on, man? Is that rhetorical? Uh, anyway, Liam Neeson's connection to appearing as the new Frank Drebin has more to do with Seth MacFarlane, who is working on the reboot script and is set to produce. So while nobody may be asking for this, there's actually a good shot it'll be pretty funny. Liam Neeson 
was in numerous projects for Seth MacFarlane. He's been in Family Guy. He's been in Ted 2, The Orville. Of course, he had a big role in A Million Ways to Die in the West, even though that wasn't very good. Uh, Plus, he also took a stab at comedy in the first Lego movie, if you'll recall. Maybe lightning will strike twice. Leslie Nielsen was a serious dramatic actor for decades before he parodied himself in the first Airplane movie. And then the Naked Gun movies. And Liam Neeson is a great actor, but you gotta admit, he's done a lot of movies in the past decade that seem more like a paycheck than anything else, and they all kind of look the same. Jason Statham syndrome. Is that treatable? Uh, All I want from Jason Statham is a buttload more crank movies. Robert Rodriguez has directed a lot of flicks over the years. Spy Kids, From Dust Till Dawn, Sin City, Alita Battle Angel, and even some episodes of Boba Fett last year. But there's one movie of his you will never see. Your great-great-grandchildren might, though. He's completely finished an experimental sci-fi film in partnership with Louis XIII Cognac Company. It stars John Malkovich and is called 100 Years. The release date is set for November 18, 2115. Not much else is known about the story. Till then, it sits in a high-tech vault. All anyone can see for now is a teaser trailer. So check the link in the show notes. Cartoon lovers got a big slap in the face just in time for this new year as HBO Max removed more than 250 classic Looney Tunes shorts made from 1950 onward. Streaming contracts like cable, broadcast, theatrical, and so on, they only last for so long. The intra-company licensing deal with HBO Max by parent company Warner Brothers Discovery expired December 31st. Warner Brothers has been making a lot of controversial content slashing over the past years as they restructure with the merger with Discovery. They completely yanked the Batgirl movie. They just canceled Titans and Doom Patrol on their fourth seasons. But there is a chance these Looney Tunes shorts could be licensed to other streaming services. Physical media fans who proudly die on that hill hold on to out-of-print DVDs, Blu-rays, even VHS, as many shorts from all the studios have never been and probably never will be on any streaming service. And even though the Looney Tunes shorts were created and are owned by Warner Brothers, they have chosen not to renew the streaming deal, which makes about as much sense as a vegetarian barbecue. From my top-secret underground bunker in Pahrump, Nevada, it's time to tell it like a T.I. is, with all the news you can't use. Conspiracy here. I love you, Ken. Oh, go duct tape your eyelids open and binge Velma on repeat. How about no? Shut up. Page one. L.A. is known for many things. Ridiculously high prices, mind-numbing traffic, gorgeous year-round weather, Holly Weird, and its Illuminati activities making celebs do stupid things to maintain their fame, like juggling cats with a wedgie. And who can't get enough of those SoCal beaches? Well, lots of people, as evidenced by the numbers even during winter. However, 24,000 gallons of raw sewage spilling into the ocean certainly diminished those numbers. A blocked main was the culprit. Got more backed up than I do when I'm dealing with my ex. If you're out there building sandcastles and it starts to smell like butt, chances are it literally is. Page 2. If you're a gamer and don't need to pay rent, might I suggest a stupidly expensive game on Steam called The Hidden and Unknown. Basically, a visual novel that examines psychology and philosophy and all that weird crap with some AI time-traveling shenanigans thrown in for good measure. All it takes to play is an open mind and $2,000! Jumpin' Jennifer Lopez! 
The creator says don't play it if you can't afford it. Want to beg Steam for a refund within a two-hour window? Just so you can make a humble brag? Capitalism. Am I right? Page 3. Rich people have far better things to do with their money than save the world. Self-improvement? That's always commendable. But for tech nerd Brian Johnson... Whoa, 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 wait! What, 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 what? The singer of ACDC? <sighs> Herbert, you're the reason the gene pool needs a lifeguard. Anyway, this middle-aged software developer drops $2 million a year to biohack his body to maintain youth. eBay bought his payment processing company for $8 million in cash. So now he funds his insane diet, exercise, and rigorous and repetitive testing and monitoring with a goal of obtaining and maintaining a teenager's level of organ function. You see, Johnson used to be overweight and depressed. Then he kind of, of course, overcorrected. Good gravy. Guess a therapist was too cheap for him. Who's about to rock? Fire! And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use. Conspiracy here from my dump in Pahrump. Aw, look at the time. The Intergalactic Boombox is recommended by four out of five cross-country slap fight champions. Microphones provided by a tin can and a piece of string. No animals were used in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Remember, kids, you're never as stuck as you think you are, unless you're forced to watch Velma on repeat. Till next time, doodles.